happiness again. I wrote my fears to try to pull them out of me. I promised myself I would find a solution for every problem. I would work hard, learn English. I would become like an American so I could have American friendships. When I had banished all my fears from my heart and mind, I would belong in this new country, I was sure. The gold and the Medina, this golden land. I would finally be strong and grown up. Chicago, 1925. We had all come from Russia when I was ten. That is what I told everyone I met in Chicago, as if we'd decided to come here and we did, as if we'd planned our journey with excitement, packed our suitcases, and then boarded the ship. I said my old life was in the past. I couldn't bear to tell the truth. That we, my mother and my brother Simon, my uncle Maurice and uncle William, had crawled out of Russia like rats from inside the forest, on the damp dirt and prickly weeds, afraid if we were discovered, we would be shot like my grandfather had been. As if he were cattle being slaughtered by a shochet. Drunken Cossacks! But Lorias, peasants, they murdered him. My mother had cried. They hate us, hate Jews. She had dressed me in a red velvet dress, and Simon in a red wool jacket a few weeks after my grandfather died and we marched in a parade to show how we believed in the Bolshevik government. But still we weren't safe. Cossacks roamed the streets. My uncles began to sell flour and sugar in Kiev. They rode on the roof of a train to the city, bought a loaf of bread, dug out the inside, and stuffed the money they earned there. They covered the money with bread so they wouldn't be robbed. We saved all the money we could until finally we fled in the darkness, into the forest, leaving our white wooden house by the lake. We slept during the day and pushed ahead at night, on foot and in a wagon. My mother bribed the guards at the Russian border. The Polish guards demanded money, too. We waited in Poland ten months while she and my uncles worked and saved. Then we sailed on the dirty, crowded ship that brought us to America, where I saw my father again. I didn't tell anyone that my father had left Belalovka in 1914. I was two years old. After he left, the war began, and we didn't see him for eight years. I didn't mention I had no memory of him, or that my grandfather had owned a flour mill and a place for fishing on the lake. He employed three hundred peasants. On New Year's Eve, he gave a party for them all. I didn't explain that he was a learned and respected man, and that after the Tsar was overthrown, the peasants shouted, Peace, land, and bread, kill Jews, and save Russia. Our family lost everything. Eighteen relatives of my father's and mother's were killed, too. People I was too young to remember. Nor did I explain that on our journey to Poland I had dropped my shoe and lost it. I cried so bitterly that the man who drove us in the wagon wanted to leave me in the forest with the wolves. I never told anyone that Uncle William had clamped his hand against my mouth to muffle my cries and convinced the man to let me stay. I didn't mention we had to leave my grandmother and aunt in Belilovka. They came to Chicago on their own difficult journey, and I didn't tell anyone that my parents argued loudly in Yiddish at night now, or that my mother sometimes wept as she sat at her sewing machine in the small bedroom where she worked on the mending she did for pay. I never explained this about my family. I never explained the past. I smiled instead.
It was enough that anyone who visited us saw that my parents, my brother and I, and my two uncles lived in a tiny apartment, crammed together like the sardines Uncle Maurice ate for breakfast. My family spoke with raw, choppy accents. In the evening, Uncle William sang Ochichornia and other sad Russian songs. Once, and only once, I brought home a friend from school. She had blue eyes and silky blonde hair. This is where you live? Mary Hall asked as we climbed the stairs in the dusty stairwell. I nodded as we walked into the dim square apartment entry. She gazed at the scratched wooden floor, at the yellowed photograph of my grandfather hanging on the wall, in his black coat and tall black yarmulke, with his long, dark beard. She inhaled the sharp scent of boiled cabbage and onions. She winced. Yes.